turned up to highway. I wonder why they called it that. How long were you working on that? Um, while we were on our walk. Well. Yeah, while I was working on another brilliant parody song. Well, this is, I gotta say, this this one was better than the last one. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is good. I like that. I'm Harper. I'm Jonathan. And this is Akka's. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. You want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, no. And we shouldn't have a podcast. What? <laughs> okay. talking about adopt a highway if you couldn't tell yes from my beautiful song song yes we're talking about a movie called adopt a highway mm-hmm. and as your song alluded to it's uh not really about adopting a highway it's not i do feel like i know several reasons why it would be called that mm-hmm. adopting adopting and a highway a highway and at the very beginning of the movie i guess we're just getting into it ethan hawk when he is he's being released from prison mm-hmm. and he is like clearing out his his prison cell and it's a lot of newspaper clippings and one of them said so and so adopts a highway i missed the name but i kind of think it was his father mm, and yeah. that he had been following his his father i see in the news or whatever I see. So, yeah. So that, that and then the baby and then that, you know, long bus ride on the highway. Yes. I think those three things all together make this movie Adopt a Highway. And it actually does quite make quite a bit of sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that I came in real hot criticizing real it. Real hot. Guns blazing. <laughs> yeah. Just like it happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's an action movie. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a horror movie. It's kind of nice that it's not an action movie. I feel like we've been doing a lot of, um, you know, gun-toting Ethan Hawke lately. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. The Kid. We had Stockholm. Stockholm wasn't really an action movie, but it was still kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah, adventure yeah. packed. Some, some shooting happening. Yeah. Um, you know, 24 Hours to Live. Can you hear my paper turning in the... Yeah, of course I can. Love it. What? Love it. Makes me sound more serious that Mm -hmm. I have papers instead of my phone notes app. Mm -hmm. That's true. I wouldn't be able to like do this podcast if I was reading off my notes app Mm -hmm. because I just feel like I'd get too distracted. Like I'd want to click away. So I like having uh, Instagram. Yeah, open up TikTok and then the the sound would come on while we're recording and Mm -hmm. then you'd be like, ah, not that song again. And then I'd be like, oops, sorry. And so this is why I write on paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think it's good for me to, like, while we're watching, to take notes on paper Mm -hmm. instead of on my phone for the same reason. Like, I don't want to be too distracted while I'm watching the movie. Yes, yes, yes. And also mechanical writing has cognitive benefits. Yes, kinesthetic learning is what that's called that's a that's a 25 cent word Mm -hmm. did you write that one down (laughs) well adopt a highway is directed by logan marshall green Mm -hmm. um who we have seen previously in an ethan hawk movie do you remember that will explain it no i have no idea what he looks like (laughs) he was in um brooklyn's finest Oh. He was like the young cop paired with Richard Gere oh. who uh, got into an altercation with like a black teen at a bodega. Oh, yes. Do I you remember, remember that? Yeah. Yes. I do remember. Cool. So that's Logan Marshall Green. 
Um, he's also, you know, he's in a bunch of, st- he's like an actor in a bunch of stuff. He's an actor. He's an actor. Mm-hmm. But he wrote and directed this movie. Cool. Yeah. And Ethan um, Hawke is in it. And Ethan Hawke is in it. Um, there are a lot of people from the Purge cinematic universe in this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that. Uh, there's like not that many actors in it. No, there are not too many actors in this movie. But, but they're all from the Purge. <laughs> yeah, like three of them were in the Purge movies. I can see if I could pull it up real quick. I didn't write it down. But I'm opening up Letterboxd because this is now the easiest way for me to find information. Mm-hmm. Adopt a highway cast. So Betty Gabriel, she was the DCFS uh, employee, mm-hmm. foster uh, care, whatever worker. Um, she was in the purge election year. You may also know her from Get Out. Mm-hmm. She was um, like the maid in their house. Mm, spooky. Yeah, she was really good. Um, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, we that's also such a crazy have... role. I, I feel like she was the spookiest part of that movie, right? Yeah, she was really intense. She's in that really movie. scary yeah. in that movie. Yeah. I mean, she has like the thing where she's like running toward the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh Jesus! And the guy that runs. Oh my God! Yeah. Terrifying. That's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. So anyway, she's in that, and she <laughs> was also from the Purge Cinematic Universe. And speaking of which, this movie is produced by Blumhouse. Yes, this movie is produced by Blumhouse. Noting. This is like maybe like is this like the fifth Blumhouse Ethan Hawke movie we've seen? Mm, maybe he's it's in a Sinister, lot. right? He was in Sinister. There were a few, I feel like, well, that were Blumhouse produced that were not horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even though their logo is so like, yeah, it's expressly horror. Like the the not the logo itself, but like the kind their of title card. Title card, yeah. yeah, has like a house and like a swinging light bulb or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like if they ever produced a kids movie, it'd be like you know, mm-hmm. have that exact same title. <laughs> Disney really and then Blumhouse. <laughs> um. Yeah, just a couple more people from the Purge universe. Mo McRae was in the first Purge. Mm-hmm. Who does he play in this? He uh, he plays Wilson. What? Yeah. Is that a guy at the bank or something? Uh, no. Is he? He's maybe a cop. Oh. Yeah, I think he's the cop that comes with the DCFS. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Who's he in the first Purge? I don't know. I didn't watch that one. No, not the first. Not like the first Purge movie. It's called the First Purge. Oh, it came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was about the first Purge. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to brush up on your Purge knowledge because we're gonna talk about the show soon. Do we have to watch the whole show? We're not gonna watch the whole show. We're just gonna watch one episode. Oh, okay. That Ethan Hawke was in. Okay. Yeah. But you might need to do a little bit of, you know. <laughs> or I could not. Or I mean, I know not, what the idea is, just... you know. It's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. purge. We all know what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, okay, so maybe those two and Ethan Hawke were the only people. Yeah, but the movie has like eight people in it, so. Yeah, so three people being from the purge universe is like kind of substantial. Yeah, definitely. Um, when did this movie come out? Last year? Yes, this movie came out last year in 2019. Wow. Yeah, it kind of came out towards the end of 2019, I remember, because I thought about watching it, and then I was like, no, I'll just save it for the podcast. Um, it was like a straight-to-Amazon Prime release, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. It, it premiered, I think, at South by Southwest earlier in the year, so it was like on my radar, um, and then it came out on Amazon. Interesting. Okay, so I'm going through uh, Jason Blum's uh, producer credits. Uh He produced The Purge. He produced Sinister. He produced In a Valley of Violence. Oh, wow. He produced Stockholm. Wow. He produced Adopt a Highway. So that's five? He produced The Good Lord Bird. Six? Yeah, not that we've gotten to that yet, but yeah. So this is our fifth uh, Blumhouse, Ethan Hawke movie, and we will get to a sixth production. 
Good Lord. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I guess they work together quite a bit. I feel like I should have done some research into like an interview that I'm sure they would have talked about each other at some point. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I'll maybe talk about that when we get to Good Lord Bird. When we get to the what? The Good Lord Bird. Good Lord Bird, yes. I that? am Osawatomi John Brown. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, there are a couple people in this movie that were not in the Purge Cinematic Universe, but I think are still worth noting. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Sullivan from This Is Us plays his parole officer. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I recognized him because I've seen uh, This Is Us commercials. Yeah. And I'm then, like, oh, that guy. Yeah. And then Elaine Hendricks, who we all know and love as Meredith Blake from The Parent Trap, yes. 1997, directed by Nancy Myers, starring Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan. Um, yeah, Elaine Hendricks was also in this movie playing a uh, stranger he meets on a bus. Yes, a very different role. Yeah. But I like to imagine that it's the same person. <laughs> it could be. Her life just, like, you know, kind of falls kind apart of falls after, apart the, after she, she doesn't gets get married. Like a, kind of reckoning with herself mm-hmm. changes her ways that's interesting yeah well should we talk about, talk the, movie? about the movie yeah now that we've discussed everyone who's in it <laughs> <laughs> we just just do like the like old movies where they like have the, all the credits in the beginning uh-huh that's how oh. we do our podcast now we do we should just do everything we do at the end of the beginning Mm-hmm. So I start off with my you, we you end with things we've been enjoying, and then go into hawk facts, and then talk about the movie in reverse. Yeah, there was someone else I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. but he's not listed on. Uh, IMDb. Letterboxed. Letterboxed. Because I don't know that we ever see him. We see a photograph and we hear him speak. This is uh, his father. His late father? His late father. He looked very familiar. So I just wanted to check and see who he was. He did look kind of familiar. Wow, okay, the headshot for the baby is very cute. <laughs> she has a little headshot. Nice. But which one is it? Uh, Savannah. Ooh, ooh Savannah. Savannah. Savannah Ooh-na-na. and Everly, right? <laughs> I think That's what so. I wrote down. Yeah. Well, maybe there's no information about who the father is because he wasn't actually in it. That's going to drive me crazy because he was so familiar. Like, I swear I've seen him in something. Mm-hmm. Bummer. I'm going to cut all this out. Cool. So I can say whatever I want. Poo-poo. <laughs> Poo-poo, indeed. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Why are you making so much noise? I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll stop. I'm done making noise. It's okay. So let's talk about this movie. Yeah. I'll make math noise. Talking? Mm Mm-hmm. Math noise. Okay. That's not necessarily the same thing. So it... It opens with Bill Clinton. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about three strikes. Mm Mm-hmm. I did not have sexual relations no no it's fine it's just your mouth noises <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry you're really like smacking your lips <laughs> i did not have sexual relations with that woman miss lewinsky Good. Can you believe that that's his most enduring quote? I can. Yeah, me too. Anyway, so he's talking about three strikes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're cleaning up the streets. Three strikes and you're out. Mm-hmm. And then we have Ethan Hawke. 
who's getting processed to leave jail. Mm-hmm. And we know the rough time span that this movie takes place in. Because as he's, he's going to a room to get processed, and behind him is a portrait of Jerry Brown mm-hmm. and Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. So it's within that time frame. Although I think... Was Jerry Brown governor for all of Barack Obama's presidency? Mm, yes. Because he came in after Arnold, right? Yes. Who couldn't have still... Well, he could have been past 2008. I don't remember... Me neither. It feels like a Arnold fully feels another so lifetime long ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago. Jerry Brown. Well, Jerry Brown was governor twice. Yes, I know. Second governorship. Second. I want to say term. Mm. Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, 2011 to 2019. Okay. So, so that's when this movie takes place. Mm-hmm. Between 2011 and 2019. Yeah. I mean, I assumed that it was supposed to be kind of contemporary to when it was filmed. So like 2018, 2019. Well. Do you think not? No, because, because it would be 2011 to 2016. Sorry. Oh, tw- sorry. T- okay. 2011 to it must have been between 2011 and 2017 because that's when trump became president right 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 right. right. so it was when governor when jerry brown was governor and barack obama was president yes so 2011 this is a fun little mystery 2011 (laughs) to 2017 let's say yeah i feel like they probably said at some point what year he went into prison and i just didn't clock it but he was in prison for 20 years Mm -hmm. that much we do learn yes um and it was it was pre y2k yes but we don't know i don't know if we know when exactly no except for you sleuthed it out i sleuthed sleuthed out when he got to a six-year time yes time frame So it is a period piece. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he leaves jail. Mm-hmm. He's very confused. Yes. He's very kind of uh, hesitant or something yeah. about leaving jail. Well, I think, I mean, it's pretty common with people who have been in jail for so long in prison it's not jailed prison yes for so long um that like you are you know you have to live a very specific way when you're in prison you don't have a lot of like option and you have to like obey people Mm -hmm. and you have to live that way where you're told what to do Mm -hmm. and then when you get out of prison you don't have anyone telling you what to do anymore Mm-hmm. You are making choices for yourself and there's like places you can go. Yes. And things you can do. And it's like, over, it can be overwhelming, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing with Ethan Hawke in this movie. Yes. Yes. Like the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. You watched that movie recently, right? I did. Yeah. Nice. Had you seen it before though? I had never seen it before. Oh, that's cool. So we've both seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> A movie we've both seen. It's shocking. What did you think of the Shawshank Redemption? Um, I thought it was long. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that down real quick. Thought it was long. Okay. <laughs> it was good though. It like it wasn't bad because it was long. Mm-hmm. It was just very traditional. I felt like it was like an an old school kind of movie. Yes, 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 it yes, didn't, yes. You know, it just felt old. Not in yes. a bad way, just not the way that movies are made anymore. It's interesting how many adaptations of Stephen 
king books there are. Mm-hmm. There's so many, and they're all so different. Yeah. Like you've got uh, The Green Mile, mm-hmm. which is another prison movie. Yeah. I feel like Tony Robbins, is that who it is? Mm-hmm. And Tom Hanks have a similar energy, don't you think? I could see that. And then you have The Shining, which is very different. Mm-hmm. And then you have... What else? There's a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, there's a million of them. Is it but it's interesting, because some of the best movies ever made were based on Stephen King books. Mm-hmm. And I've never read a Stephen King book before. Hmm. But I know that he tends to not love adaptations. Oh, Carrie, that's another big one. Mm-hmm. I know he tends to not love adaptations of his... Like, he famously hated The Shining. Mm-hmm. But then he tried to make a Shining miniseries, and no one watched it, so... Yeah, there was a miniseries of The Stand um, in the 90s, I think, the late 90s. There's a new one, isn't there? And now there's a new one, yeah. Wow. Is it about a virus or something? I don't remember. I know I watched the old one, but I, it's been so long, I don't Everyone's remember what it's about. Everyone's rushing out their virus content. I know, I hate that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, my dad watched Songbird about COVID-23 with KJ Appa. Ugh, the fact that it's actually called COVID is so like, come yeah. on, dude. Yeah. Just like make up something else. He said it was really bad. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Um. But you know what's not a bad movie? What? A Doctor Highway. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a bad movie. I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was a sweet little movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe a little too simple, mm. but I think it was nice. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because it wasn't as, um, I don't know, like as narratively driven as I was expecting it to be because right. the beginning was so focused, Right. sort of. I mean, he, I guess we can talk about this now. He finds a baby in a trash bin. Yes, so he's working at, he's living in a motel. Mm -hmm. He's working He's like cleaning dishes at a fast food place. He's very worried about his job. Mm -hmm. He's like, I can't, can't." he he just doesn't want to go back to jail, basically. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because he had been in in prison for 20 years and uh, for a very minor offense. Yes, but he had committed three offenses yes yeah we learned this tells us when he's at the internet cafe he doesn't have a cell phone yeah he's very like resistant to modern technology just because i think he doesn't understand it and it's overwhelming because he hasn't been what i don't understand though is the how does this movie take place within the last 10 years and they have internet cafes i think there are internet cafes some places really yeah i well there are internet cafes in some places where people do a lot of gaming oh i did not know that yeah so like uh, there was a there was this movie called miss purple that i watched last year and a lot of it took place at like an internet cafe because it was like in koreatown and it was like a a place where people went to do gaming color me corrected (laughs) (laughs) like there's two different phrases that i'm doing i stand corrected color me mine (laughs) color me mine color me shocked color me yeah color me anything um there used to be an internet cafe not too far from us but it hasn't been here for i guess a decade now (laughs) in the bottom of the building where we both work now really yes the the the, oh was it the capital one yeah well it was a capital one cafe but before it was a capital one cafe it was a like an ink internet cafe or something Wow, there was a Discover there, though. There was, yeah. There was a Discover. People are going to be able to triangulate. I know. It's fine. It's not but a big deal. But who's going to put that much work? If you find us on LinkedIn, you know where we work. That's like, true, yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's fine. That's true. Yeah, so anyway, so there used to be an internet cafe in the first floor of the building where we work now. Wow, fascinating. Um, So there have been internet cafes within our lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and this movie takes place within our life. Yeah, and there still are. They're just f- kind of far and few between. And he seems like he's like in a. I have no idea where he, his, 
he's working. I I don't. Yeah, we don't know where this exactly is. We just know it's in California. It's in Los Angeles, where the larger, the greater Los Angeles area, because he rides a metro bus. Yes, but do we know that it's supposed to be a metro bus? Oh, that's a good point. Or it just is a metro bus. I think we do know it's Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. I, uh... It kind of seems like he's in, like, if it is in Los Angeles, like, he's in some kind of, like, valley-ish area. Yeah. A kind of an, an outer area. Mm-hmm. But I don't know for sure. And then, yeah, because he, he, he works at, like, a fast food restaurant. Sort of. It seems to have a drive-thru. Mm-hmm. But also he's washing dishes. I don't know. But we anyway. can't think about it too much. Yeah. So, and which is, happens to be across the street from this internet cafe. And he goes in there uh, and he's trying to find his dad. Yeah. And he finds out that his dad died. Yeah. He, he's able to like look up. And the guy has to explain to him like how to Google stuff. How to Yahoo stuff. And it's pretty funny. The guy takes a selfie with Ethan Hawke because he's like, I've just never met anyone who's never been online before. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So he tells him. And then, oh, and he says to him, where the fuck you been? Prison? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, dude. And he explains to him that he sold an ounce and got 20 years. Yeah. And that it was because it was his third strike. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah. So... And then at night, he's mm-hmm. take he's she's uh his his manager tells him like oh can you take out the trash, I I got a bounce can you like close up and all that stuff, and so he's getting ready to 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 leave, and he's taking the trash out as he's finishing his shift, and then he finds a baby in the dumpster or he hears crying, mm-hmm. and this scene is done in like a very kind of traumatic way like. Yeah, it's very like, like Shakespearean almost. Yeah, with there's the like wind. wind whistling. There's like a kind of like slightly too loud score playing uh, with like, you know, uh, spacey guitars. And um, and he goes up to the dumpster and he finds a baby. Mm-hmm. He opens it and he closes it and then opens it back up and climbs inside and pulls the baby out. He ends up keeping the baby. Well, he brings the baby to his hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. And um, she has a note with her that says, my name is Ella. It says her name was Ella. Her name was Ella. Yeah. Yes. Which I thought was an interesting way of writing that. You're right. Because she's supposed to have died. Yeah. Um, And then... He calls 911. And then hangs up. And then hangs up, yeah. But the police, even though he hung up, the police still come to check anyway. Yes. And um, they hear the baby crying and it's like very tense. Yes. Because you think he's going to get in trouble for having this baby. But then the cop is like, is that your kid in there? And he says, yeah. Um, And then there's another cop who... It looks like he's thinking really hard. Mm-hmm. And then he says, and you think he's going to like ask to come in. But what happens is he says, she's got colic. You need to massage her tummy. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, he feeds her like he, he's, you can see he's kind of not, uh, he's living frugally because he just keeps a bunch of the, uh, like sauce packets. He's an entire drawer of the half and half and sauce packets. And he just feeds her half and half, which I imagine is not necessarily healthy. Yeah. I feel like it's probably too much fat or something. I don't know. What's in breast milk? Is that not like full fat? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't. Yeah. I don't know about the fat content of breast milk. Yeah, or what's the difference between like formula and milk? What's in formula that's different than milk? Is it not milk? What is formula? Do you have any idea? I, I have no tell you. idea. 
<laughs> I <haven't laughs> this is why we're not parents. I haven't. I genuinely haven't the faintest idea what formula is. Yeah, I don't know. I assume it's like some kind of powder that has all of the nutrients right, that the right. baby it's needs. Right, right. like processed in a way that it has the nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know what like I assume there's a base. Oh no, he, the the lady talks about it. Yeah. Well, she says there are two different kinds, and she doesn't trust one of them. <laughs> yeah, casein. Mm-hmm. That's what she says. He goes to the grocery store to buy stuff. Yeah, and I should we should say that the um, woman working at the grocery store is played by Lonnie Love, who is a comedian um, who I know mostly from... She was on Chelsea Lately a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd never seen her before. Um, and she kind of gives him some good advice about what uh, the kind of formula bottle he needs and like what kind of formula to buy and all this stuff. Mm-hmm and yeah one of them is casein which is like uh it's protein it's like derived from like dairy i think Hmm. i don't know it's a type of protein dairy Mm -hmm. milk-based protein that's all i know about it yeah and he's really trying to get out of there though because he just left the baby alone at the motel yeah exactly so he runs back drops a bunch of the stuff uh Picks it back up, runs inside, and the baby's okay. Mm-hmm. But then, at one point, the baby falls off the bed. Yeah. And he has to take the baby to the hospital. Because mm-hmm. he's understandably worried about baby dropped head. So he goes to the hospital. And you don't see him say anything. Yeah, I think it was probably cut. I feel like they had to have filmed it and cut it. Yeah, because she comes up to him and is like, uh, okay, so you're saying you found this baby, basically. Mm-hmm. So he reveals that the baby was, because he could have theoretically have kind of. Yeah, I feel like he could have just said, oh, her name's Ella. Yeah, uh, he wouldn't have He wouldn't have needed to like give millings. any sort of proof necessarily. Just like his own ID or whatever. But he gives it up. He says, he uh, like we said, we don't know. The conversation is not revealed to us, but he clearly says that that he found this baby. Mm-hmm. So then the police and someone from a, a social, worker. social worker comes and start asking him questions. And he's very overwhelmed. Yeah. And he's kind of vague about the whole thing. Yes. Because cause he's worried that the fact that he kept the baby for several days means that he's going to get in trouble. Yeah, because I think technically it's kidnapping. We see a scene where he yeah he has at the, the baby internet cafe yeah at the internet cafe and he googles if I find a baby can I keep it <laughs> yes and then it just like bold letters kidnapping yeah and he's very worried about that mm-hmm. and uh, and then later so yeah they end up taking the 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 lady the uh, health. The social worker is like very kind of nice to him and very like oh i understand you went through a traumatic thing too and like all this stuff mm-hmm. but then later on a couple detectives show up at his place of work yeah. and ask him some questions and then they're like oh your story doesn't exactly line up because you said that you were you found the baby at the dumpster at this time but you weren't working that day mm-hmm so then he kind of freaks out and uh, ends up getting fired on the spot. Yeah. And he packs up all of his stuff frantically and he catches a bus to Wyoming, to Casper, Wyoming, where he's yes. from. Um, one thing I really liked in the sequence is, uh, so he's on the bus for a while and they stop at some point. And he's like stretching on the side of the road. And I really liked the way that it was shot. It mm. was like kind of, it was dusty, you know, like American side of the road, dusty. Right, right. And he's uh, he's just stretching and the sun's setting. And it's like, just, I just thought it was very well shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a cool shot. Some nice visuals in this movie. Yeah, definitely. I liked the colors in this movie a lot. I don't really know how they got it to look the way that it does like some filter or something uh-huh. but it's it, the colors in this movie are very interesting like a little muted right but still like it looks it looks good it's a good looking movie 
Indeed. And then uh, Meredith Blake boards the bus. <laughs> yeah, Elaine Hendricks. Yes. Um, and there's she kind of makes a whole scene outside the bus. I was wondering right. if she was like conning her way onto the bus. Because she was like saying that she just had her ticket right there. You can't hear it because we're, you know, kind of at Ethan Hawke's perspective from inside the bus. Yes. And so she's outside having some exchange with the bus driver. And she like drops her purse on the ground and flips it over. Like she's trying to look for the ticket. And she's like, I just had it right here. Mm -hmm. And then she ends up getting on the bus. So I was wondering if maybe she had conned her way on. That like that was her. Maybe. Although she was crying on the bus. Uh once she was on yeah so she could have been actually upset about something that really happened yeah hard to say hard to say and then she kind of strikes up a little friendship with ethan hawk mm-hmm. and he's uh a little cagey because he's just not good at interacting with people yeah he does make her a mustard and mayo sandwich though yes which was cute and she buys some chips mm-hmm and yeah, so they play like this kind of game where she, like a get to know you kind of game. Yeah. Where she says her name, her favorite movie, her sign. Um, and she's like trying to get Ethan Hawke to, you know, reciprocate. <laughs> and she's this literally pulling like, it out of him. This is like when we're driving and you <laughs> <laughs> want me to play a dro- road game. Yeah. Uh, five, whatever, whatever your. Five things. My five made, things, up your game. made up road game. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, did you hear that? Was that you? That was my was wrist. Your body? Yeah. Oh my, my god! Wrist cracking. That was insane. Yeah, for the listeners at home, if you want to play five things, it's very easy. <laughs> it just requires two people minimum. and a little imagination. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, like, I would say, Jonathan, name five characters from The Mandalorian. Okay. Oh, right now. Yeah. All right, Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Uh, the. A UFC lady. Uh-huh. What is her name? In the show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mando. Mm-hmm. Ming-Na Wen. That's it. That's five. Great. I didn't I didn't name. <laughs> you didn't do it exactly a right. A single character. I didn't get a single character. You I got Mando. Mando right. And Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is not the name Whatever. of the character though. So. It doesn't matter. So anyway, so five things is just when you say name five of this category and the other person does it. You know, five things is harder than it seems because I think five is like. You have to have some level of knowledge of, yeah. the, of the thing. Four is one thing. Yeah. But five is there's a level of difficulty to it. Yeah. Look, I drew baby Yoda. I drew a lot <laughs> of things, but I drew a little baby Yoda in the very bottom. You can't see it. I can't really maybe, see it. Oh, I can kind of see it. It looks a little like a Pikachu from here. Okay. <laughs> I can't see it that well though. Um. Just so you know, we're like I don't know. We're six. We're, we're more than six way feet more apart. than six feet apart. Yeah. yeah. We're like I would guess. If I throw this at you, and then calculate the time it takes <laughs> to get there. <laughs> then it's not going to help you at all. <laughs> I'd say we're about ten feet apart. Face to face. Face to face. Yeah. Feet to feet, not as much. No. (laughs) (laughs) Face to face. But of course, none of this matters because we sleep in the same bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So Elaine Hendricks gets We're social distancing for other reasons. Yeah, because Jonathan's mad at me. (laughs) Why would I be (laughs) mad at you? I don't know. I'm not mad at you. That's silly. (laughs) Don't be silly. Elaine Hendricks gets off the bus <laughs> in Denver. Yes, the bus, uh, the passenger ridership is really thinning out at this point. Yeah, it's a long bus ride. It's a long bus ride. Excuse Ethan Hawke is going all the way to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. He gives a very specific address yeah. to the bus people when he's buying a ticket. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of illustrating his like kind of lack of understanding of how the world works yeah exactly you would normally just say like oh this city or whatever Mm -hmm. but he doesn't know that because he's spent most of his adult life in jail Mm -hmm. um and then she gets off and is like if you're ever in denver uh, my brother works at this cafe come see me sometime boy 
And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he gets to Wyoming. Yeah, and he gets dropped off, like, in the middle of the night. Yes, and he sleeps outside the... Um, what's that thing called? Cemetery. Cemetery. The mm-hmm. gates of the cemetery. Yeah. Do you think that cemetery was in L.A.? Probably, right? Probably. Well, I don't know. Who can say? I feel like they probably didn't actually go all the way to Wyoming just to shoot. Probably not all the way to Wyoming, but I'm sure there was a secondary location where they yeah, shot they have to be the, on the bus, bus stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it didn't really look like California. Right. And then he goes and uh, talks to his dad and is like sitting by the gravestone. Yeah, it was actually both his parents. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is where I had my most Ethan Hawke lines. Oh, okay. Because I didn't think that this, this character actually felt really different than most yeah. of the characters that Ethan Hawke's played. Because I think typically, tell me if you don't feel this way, but I think that typically he actually does have like an amount of confidence to him. Yes, the characters I think so. that he plays. I think so. And I feel like we're, we're like un- unveiling another element of Hawkness. Yes. Is is confidence. And I felt like this character didn't have that. No, definitely not. Um and so he was you know, this this character is sensitive for sure, but doesn't really express it a lot like other Ethan Hawk characters. Right. So I didn't feel like there was a lot th- there. Yeah, I agree. That was typical Ethan Hawk. But in this section there were a couple lines. Um he says Sorry it took so long to get here. It hasn't gone the way I thought. Life. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I thought was just kind of like, an, uh, I don't know. An observation. Uh, yeah. The passage of time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he also says, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. I struggle so much. Mm-hmm. Which I also just thought that was like, these are just kind of like astute observations about himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And from the character. And I just thought that, those were when he was you know being vocal and reflective there's also not a lot of him being vocal in this movie that's that's another part of it it's very quiet he's quiet and he doesn't know really know how to interact normally yeah and a lot of it was him with a baby so yes um so you know there wasn't a lot there to be the most ethan hawk so that's why i chose these two lines Mm mm-hmm what did you did you have anything no i didn't okay um i also one moment that i really liked in this movie i know we're not done but i just want to say um like in terms of lines he's in bed at the motel with the baby reading harry potter out loud Mm -hmm. and he says he reads the part um we both have both light and dark inside of us harry and then he just makes his hmm (laughs) like Uh oh yeah right (laughs) like he's you know uh, like he really, he's really like appreciating the book. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny in Ethan Hockey. That's true. Anyway, just a little Ethan Hawk flavor to this character in that scene. Yes, reading a book. Reading a book. <laughs> Reflecting on lightness and darkness. Yes. And the passage of time. Yes. Um. But anyway, so after the cemetery scene. Yes. He goes to the bank to... Because right, his dad has a safety deposit box there. Mm-hmm. That's rightfully his. Yeah. And at first, the the bank employee, like, is, you know, doesn't want to deal with him because uh, I think he, you know, we kind Probably of hear him in the terrible. background calling him, like, a transient. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but then the like the manager of the bank branch um, comes over and he's like, oh, your father was a customer of ours for a really long time. And uh, he helps Ethan Hawke to get to the safety deposit box. Yes. And when he opens it, there are there's a letter from his father and as well as a number of very valuable stamps. Very what? Valuable stamps. Because mm-hmm. his father was a stamp collector. Yes, yes. So they had a little stamp collecting hobby together. Yeah, so there are a few um, stamps along with this letter, but then there's also like a key to a storage unit that has a whole bunch more stamps, you know, that, you know, 
like and he's in the letter he says like you can keep them you can sell them whatever but this is your chance to start over if you Mm -hmm. want it Mm -hmm. and um he decides to use a good chunk of that money to set up a trust for ella the baby yes even though he can't adopt her because the you know felon yeah he's a felon and it's uh you know it would just be really difficult yes to make that happen um he he still sets up a trust for her and he lets the social worker know yeah he goes back to see the same one Mm -hmm. and he gives her this the envelope with a inside a a plastic pouch Mm -hmm. tells her like don't keep keep it inside the pouch so that the stamps are don't deteriorate or whatever yeah because he knows his stamps yeah and um you know in a way like it's giving her this envelope with these stamps is like he's giving her the opportunity to have that fresh start that he was given as well yes yes because she might need it one day yes and that's kind of it yeah so i mean after that he goes he's back at the bus station and the attendant asks uh where would you like to go sir and then he smiles and you kind of get the sense that he could go anywhere like he's like free Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's like the end of the movie yeah it's a short pretty short movie yeah what 80 minutes yeah like an hour 20 or something yeah yeah well what did we think i liked it yeah i thought it was a nice little movie it's very sweet it was more like what i was trying to say earlier and then we got into the whole like summary was um it wasn't as like narratively focused as i thought it was gonna be it was it felt a little more like tiny vignettes from his life but not exactly like they were they did all string together yeah it's linear and it strings together but they're kind of like little little snapshots Mm mm-hmm of things that are all connected yes 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 it's not about like just one thing like the whole movie could have easily been about the situation with the baby right right right. but it wasn't or you know but it wasn't just about one thing it was about like a few different things Mm -hmm. but i think it still worked yeah i thought it was nice i liked it yeah i liked his performance too i felt like this is different it, yeah, it was. I feel like he was definitely doing something new. Yeah, he was. F- it was a very subdued performance, um, which was cool. Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen him yelling a lot lately. I think we have. Yeah. So, and that's fine. I think he's very good at it. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, it's a it's a little nice to see him do, like exercising a different acting muscle mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah agreed but yeah i liked it it's kind of like the phenom to me it is a little like the phenom. similar energy yeah it's kind of like low-key realist kind of i think the phenom is more realist than this but because mm-hmm. there's some kind of not supernatural but unrealistic elements to this movie but the yeah. phenom is very grounded in reality but still there's a similar kind of like low-key energy that those movies have you know mm-hmm. yeah i agree i liked the phenom a lot mm-hmm. yeah it's very interesting it's a very interesting movie yeah Again, I feel like that was a chance for Ethan Hawke to do something a little different. Like, he played, like, kind of a bad guy. I mean, not... He sure did. Yeah. So, which is another character type. He just doesn't really do a lot. Mm -hmm. Has he been, like, outright taking lives, I guess? Like, like, outright villain. Taking lives, yeah. That's really it. Yeah. God, that movie is wild. It sure is. It sure is. That ending. Yeah. Man, we've like watched so many Ethan Hawke movies. We sure have. That was so long ago. This is our 
69th Ethan Hawke movie, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's more than we've done more episodes than that, but this is maybe. Why have we done more episodes than movies? That's a good question. Maybe I'm miscounting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't what, know what's going on here. What around we, 70. We've watched around 70 Ethan Hawke movies regardless. 69. <laughs> well. Oh, we no, watched episode, Alias. Was but one. that's episode zero. Oh, right. Yeah. Alias was a TV show. Right, 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 right. Um, what about, does uh, the short film count as a movie? I think so. On Spotify, there are 70 episodes. Oh, the podcast, too. Sandra. Sandra. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. But we've just gone through a lot of Ethan Hawke. We sure have. We sure have. I feel like very bizarrely knowledgeable in Ethan Hawke. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like you're going to carry this with you for the rest of your life? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And Ethan Hawke will always be a part of you. I <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, life. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> life is like a hawks of chocolate. <laughs> cut that out terrible no no <laughs> leave it in leave it in oh we had okay we had episode 11 which was miscellaneous 1994 well projects. yeah but that should be that should give us a little bit more because it had straight to one and it had uh white fang too oh yeah yeah interesting i don't know so we have the the ones that are not movies are miscellaneous 1994 projects which is not an episode about a single movie uh sandra which is an episode about a podcast and am i missing one uh, alias yeah okay um <laughs> uh, do you have something you'd like to share with me sure yeah yes all of us listening as well yeah, I, I think it's time for a hawk fact. Har Harper, would you like to do a hawk noise? Oh, sorry, I'll do a better one. Eee! Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you. That was pretty accurate, actually. Okay. Yeah, you better be careful. You don't want any hawks uh, trying to... Imprint on me? Yeah. Were you getting another imprinting? I, I was thinking about how your fact from last week would have been way more appropriate this week. Do you remember your fact from last week? <laughs> do you want to do this segment? <laughs> no, I really don't. Okay. Thank you. So my fact this week <laughs> is about migration. Oh. So, uh, you know, in this movie, there's a large chunk of it. The second act, third act. How many acts does the movie have? Three. Let's say a movie. Yeah. It's three acts. The third act of this movie has Ethan Hawke traveling a great distance from California to Wyoming. And so I was learning about hawks traveling great distances. Mm -hmm. And I was reading about Swanson's hawks, spelled Swain mm. Sun. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's Swainson or Swanson. Who knows? Is there a button? Sounds. Oh, no. This is just the sound it makes. <laughs> Not how it's pronounced. <laughs> that sounds a lot like the um, Colbert. Oh, yeah. A little bit like the baby version of the Colbert. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, no. I lost my page. <laughs> oh, no. Just kidding. I just have to press the back button. Well, because like, I should take a selfie with me for being the person who doesn't want to be Wasn't, didn't you tell me once that the Colbert noise was actually a hawk and not an eagle? Yeah. 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 So that makes sense. Yeah. 
All right, so um, starting in late August and September, nearly the whole population of Swainson's hawks migrates from North America to Argentina. A round trip of more than 12,000 miles for the northernmost breeders. Which is pretty amazing. 12,000 miles. And so the migration path narrows as the birds move south and north. So basically what happens is as they travel through Mexico and Latin America, I think because they're not like water birds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the correct term. <laughs> but they're like they hunt on land Uh they travel over over land over land so Mm -hmm. you know as you get through central america the land really gets very narrow yeah so if you're in texas mexico and central america you can see it says there are phenomenal hawk watching opportunities at migratory points in texas mexico and central america so i think as they travel downwards and back up they they kind of form a more narrow path as they head towards argentina mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting it is. so twelve thousand miles and they and uh swainson's hawks are apparently uh the second longest migrant of any northern american raptor after arctic nesting peregrine falcons hmm. so they have the second longest trip that they take Number one being falcons. Falcons always have to be number one at everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're What's the fastest. That? The speed. The, the long distance. distance dist. Yeah. Come on, guys. Anyway, so uh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, that's my fact. And that was uh, partially from Wikipedia. Thanks, Wikipedia. And allaboutbirds.org from the Cornell Lab, <laughs> a frequent uh source for this segment hawk facts and now here is swanson's hawk call in its entirety thank you rishi (laughs) we've been watching uh song exploder again Yes, and I was listening to the podcast. Yeah. So that's what that was mm-hmm. for the audience. Um, yeah. I Oh, one thing I noticed in this movie, we talked about this, but he Googled, um, can I keep a baby if I found it? Yes. And I don't you know if you remember this, but um, Jossie Kaufman mentioned that she made a letterboxed list uh-huh called uh let me see if i can find what it's called it's called hold up let me google that real quick uh-huh <laughs> uh, which just is a list of movies featuring people googling things um and so i i commented on her list on letterboxd and let her know that in Adopt a Highway, Ethan Hawke googled, can I keep a baby that I found? It's worth noting that he yahooed it. Uh, he did yahoo it, yeah. But I think that she just is uh, collecting. Yeah, it fits within the parameters of the... The first result for What If I Find a Baby is from one Runner's World. Huh. Which is interesting. What is the the link about? It's about what to do if you find a baby. Oh, but it's just from Runner's World. Yeah, it's maybe from runners, runners World. find okay, babies. Okay, here's here's, here's the connection that they've made. Uh-huh. Readers, by now, I'm certain that most of you have heard or seen the story of the jogger who found the baby. Okay, <laughs> this is from 2014. So I guess a jogger found a baby in 2014. Uh-huh. I wonder how. How often does does this kind of thing happen? How often do babies just like, because I feel like if when people surrender their babies, they usually do it at like a, mm-hmm. like a fire, a fire house or, or a hospital. I feel like that's usually the move. Mm-hmm. But how often do like people just abandon babies? I don't know that it's very often, but I think sometimes people do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Crazy. People who just, you know, don't know what to just don't know what to do. Yeah. A lot of the results for what if I find a baby are about finding a baby bird. So relevant. Maybe this maybe this is oh, that's what my hawk fact should have been. <laughs> Alright, it's time for a second hawk fact. No, 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 no. Harper, okay. would you like to do a hawk noise? No. I already did two hawk noises. You can keep that one in the tank and maybe try to make it work for another movie. We're doing The Truth next, which is a movie about a family, so maybe it applies. Okay. You don't want my my second hawk fact? You can tell me if you want. All right. What to do if you find a baby bird? One, observe the bird. Two, intervene as little as possible. Three, return the bird to the nest. I feel like three and two are different things. Four, keep the bird safe. Well, we learned previously that in order to avoid imprinting, you should be camouflaged and use a puppet or something. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, but I think that's for, I don't think that applies to all birds. I don't know. But anyway, you could do that while you're putting the baby bird back in the nest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To try to minimize the impact in accordance with number two from the list that you just read. This is interesting. So songbird fledglings leave the nest two to five days before they can fly. So you might find a baby songbird on the ground, but it's not like in danger. It's mm-hmm. just, it hasn't, can't fly yet. Uh, a fledgling will have almost fully formed feathers throughout the wings and tail may be short and it will be able to fly or flutter short distances. Uh, with these traits, fledglings do not typically require more than minor intervention from concerned birders. A hatchling, on the other hand, is much younger and needs assistance. Hatchlings may appear bald or only have tufts of feathers. They are much smaller and do not have nearly as much energy as fledglings. They cannot fly and may not even have their eyes open. Watch to see if it can care for itself or if the parent birds are tending to it. Many times when a human spots a baby bird, they fail to see the nearby parents. In the case of fledglings, simply move the bird to a sheltered nearby location out of direct sun. If the hatchling is too young to be out of the nest, gently pick it up and place it back in the nest. If the bird is in imminent danger from a damaged nest, predators, or other unsafe conditions, it will need immediately help. Immediate help. Interesting. This is from thespruce.com. Always wear gloves when handling young birds. Do not give baby birds food or water. Hmm. Young birds have precise dietary needs that can't be met with kitchen scraps, bird seed, or other foods. So there you go. That's your second hawk fact. Great. Wow. Two for the price of one. Mm -hmm. Love it. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Well... I've been Harper. <laughs> and you can find me on the internet at Harping About on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And something I've been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawk is, uh, you know, the made-for-TV Christmas movies? Mm-hmm. It's just, what joy. You know, what pure Christmas joy. I really loved the Christmas setup. Um, I think this episode might be coming out the like Monday after Christmas, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the Christmas setup. I liked the Christmas house. I liked the Christmas contract, <laughs> <laughs> and I liked snowmans, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've just that's what I've been enjoying. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Jonathan? Where can the people find you, and what have you been enjoying? Uh, okay, you can find me on the instagram and the letterbox at john's alphabeta 
That's and J-O-N-Z-A-V-A-L-E-T-A. Yes. Yes, if you really want to. Um, a thing I've been enjoying, I'm going to make it relevant to this movie. Uh, in May, which feels like a thousand years ago, mm-hmm. Jason Isbell released an album called Reunions. And Jason Isbell did the music for this movie yeah, that we just I watched. Yeah, to talk about that. We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that, but he did. But he did. He did a song at the end. Mm-hmm. And, and he did some of the music in the middle, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I assumed he did the score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I felt was mixed a little aggressively, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Reunions, Jason Isbell. It's a good album. There's a song called It Gets Easier, which I like. Uh, it's, uh, it's about uh, how he struggled with alcoholism mm-hmm. and how it's it's interesting it's like an interesting perspective on it because he says it gets easier but it never gets easy he talks about like having dreams where he's uh you know dreams where he's like drinking and then everything's fine and then he realizes it's a dream because everything's fine you know mm-hmm. i had a dream like i had a glass of wine and had a good time and then i realized it was a dream damn it's pretty heavy stuff yeah it's a cool song and uh yeah that's what i'm enjoying cool well you can find us yes you can find us on instagram and twitter and tumblr at hawkeyes pod yes and don't forget to rate and review our podcast on apple podcasts yes please do and wherever fine podcasts are rated and a big shout out to our Canadian listeners. The only place we chart anymore is in Canada. So we love you guys. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, I, Canada. Saskatchewan. <laughs> Saskatchewan. <laughs> 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 okay. Good night.